Hello, and welcome to the Covert Nerd Podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the time that you give me. Today's episode, we had a great time sitting down with Jeff and Eddie from the Make Eternia Great Again podcast. It's a He-Man podcast. They have some awesome content. I know you'll enjoy it. I'll include a link in the show notes to their website, and you can go and check it out for yourself. They're a great bunch of guys, and I enjoyed sitting down with them and Lee Bachma, and we duked it out in a nerd death match. So without further ado, let's dive right in and nerd it up. Comics have been read. Action figures assembled. Video games have been played. A battle decades in the making. Two nerds enter the arena to do battle. Two nerds leave the arena more nerdy than ever. It's time for a nerd death match. Yeah. All right, so we're going to have a good time here with Jeff and Eddie and Lee Bachma. So I'll just, I'm Lee with the Covert Nerd Podcast. I'm uh, Lee Bachma from the uh, Art of Lee Bachma. I'm Jeff Geegan from Make Eternia Great Again. I am Eddie Fossler from Mickey Turnier Great Again, Daydream Instruction Manual, Paranormal Dads, and Falcon Punch Thunder Dads. He is the king of podcasts, but <laughs> that way you as a listener know who's talking as we're doing this new nerd deathmatch, Mega versus Covert nerd deathmatch. It's going to be an awesome time, so thanks guys for coming on. Thanks for having us. We're going to duke it out. That's right. Duke it out. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. Get, we're friends, but we're going to be like fighting friends. Here right come now. the paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For you as a listener, if this is your first death match, typically how we do it is we pick three characters from any genre and put them versus against each other. This one just happens to be since Jeff and Eddie do a He-Man podcast, we wanted to do a He-Man character versus some other characters from fiction. And so we'll pick three. Each side has their characters that they've picked. We'll go through them a little bit, talk about them, go over some memories, and then they get a chance to duke it out, and we'll see who wins. And you're the listener, so you can help decide that as well. So the first one we have is RoboCop. So we're doing RoboCop versus Rio Blast. Man, yes. a lot of guns. Guns are right. lots, lots of guns. <laughs> so many guns. <laughs> and if, since it's RoboCop, it will be R-rated. Yeah, well, yes, it'll be yes. R-rated as so, well. And, yeah. And Rio, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's got an R-rated streak in him. He does. The yeah. R is for R-rated. It's right. R for Rio. Anybody that wears <laughs> boots like that, you know he's got an R-rated streak in him. <laughs> he says things like, gosh darn it, and yes. heck. <laughs> <laughs> bro, trust us. If, if, a side note, if you listen to this podcast... I go to the Make Your Turning a Great podcast, and you'll get a lot of these jokes. The podcast is hilarious, especially the last one. So yeah, thank you. To the last one. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure that. if this is going to get an R rating, though, gentlemen, because if, uh, you know, knowing RoboCop, looking back, that oh, when they submitted that movie to the MPAA, oh, yeah. it got an X rating, X rating. Yes. 11 times. Oh, my God. Yes. It wasn't until the 12th edit that they finally got it down to an R rating. So this, we may be going X-rated today. Jeez. Yeah. Gay kids, women, and children. <laughs> Covert nerd. Real yes. like, that's it, more jalapenos in my chili. Yes. <laughs> Spice it up. They're going to take looks, them down for the belly. He looks at RoboCop. Yeah. He's like, you just got a gun in your thigh. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. I think that's the... <laughs> That's the funny thing is is they'll edit it down 
to R-rated, but yet there was 31 deaths in the R-rated version. Oh, man. How many were in the X-rated version? So was it pure violence that drove yes. that rating? So, yes. There wasn't much nudity in that they show. They didn't have any like, violence and language. And the, well, the one scene where like the gang like shoots up right. um, Peter Weller's character, yeah. like even in the Ooh. R rating, that was like, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's bru- my, yeah. So my, ex- when did that movie come out? Again? 1987, summer of 87. So I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. not quite 10. Mm-hmm. I was gonna be 10. And I remember my mom and dad went to go see it. She comes back, she looked like she- <laughs> Your mom and dad went My to mom it? and dad went to go see it, right? <laughs> wow. And and, uh, and no judges, but they were Mormon. They shouldn't have gone. <laughs> they shouldn't have gone. <laughs> no judges. Search points, minus. But uh, my mom comes back. She looked like she had gone to war. Yeah. And she was just like, you're never seeing this movie. That's what she told me. Because I was a kid, you know, you see the commercials, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like, it was like, they have toys. Well, yeah, we were yeah. talking yeah. about that before the podcast. Like, yeah. I think there was a RoboCop cartoon, maybe, even. Oh, you know it. Probably. And, uh, there was, like, a bunch a of other R-rated, like, Rambo's Rambo had a toy line. R-rated. Yeah, kids. It's R-rated. And cartoon. Well, wasn't uh, Indiana Jones R-rated as well? No, it's PG, uh, but he PG? caused that okay. movie, or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom caused the PG-13 rating oh, to come okay. out. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but, yeah, this was very R-rated. Because oh, he just gets, like, chopped yes. a bit. Or he's shot at the beginning when they shoot his hand off. Boom. Right. Well, that's the thing, because I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like... I know I watched it as a kid. I remember with my cousins in the room watching it. So but then as an adult, I was like, I don't remember this movie very much. And then I started watching I'm like, oh, probably because I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> and like blocking my face the entire time, you know? Exactly. And I was like, out, I remember 11 minutes of it. It came out in 87, but I first watched it in on a TV version. You know how ABC and NBC right. at the time always used to edit it down? Yeah. And the edited TV version was actually, I thought, in my sheltered mind because i grew up a lot like eddie a very sheltered home so it was pretty intense for yeah, me you've never yeah. seen violence at that level yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you know anytime really no and uh i think the only time i'd seen anything remotely that like traumatic was probably when i saw swamp thing when he fell into the oh, oh yeah it was like yeah. Yeah, it melted or yeah well then he caught on fire yeah and like, ran yes. out of this I literally just watched this last weekend. Yeah. So it's yeah. super up yeah. on oh, my 1982. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty traumatic thing. for a kid. Well, I, I think the most traumatic part, not one swamp thing, because he got on fire and ran out, but like um, when he changes the henchman, like the bad guy gives up one of his henchmen and he like starts melting yes. and goes over the table yes. and comes up as that little pig monkey dude. Yes. It's so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Good um, movie, though. Pour one out for Pig Monkey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, as I was researching this, uh, you can see, I have the list here, and it'll be in the show notes, of the summer of 87 when this came out. Look at the list of the top 10 movies that were in 87, but then look below there at the other movies, and you guys will appreciate this. Masters of the Universe came out in 87. Yes. Spaceballs. Um. Dude, Monster yes. Squad, oh, Monster what? Squad, Princess Bride, uh, you, Running Man. <laughs> you skipped Dirty Dancing. Dirt, well, right <laughs> by that one. Nobody puts a baby in the corner. That's right. <laughs> but look at uh, say so. Look at number ten there of the highest grossing movies. We had Predator, but then Arnold also had Running Man. So he had right. two right. huge movies. Beverly Hills Cop two was number one. Man, but look at that list. That's a I know Eddie on on Dave's Dream Instruction Manual. You and Billy were talking about the movies in 1989, which was phenomenal. But look at that list. I've always when I was on your show last time, Lee, Mm -hmm. we talked about how like 87 to me I thought was like the pinnacle. I thought I thought 87 just had everything. Yeah, I mean the toy lines were all killing it at the time. You know, Master of the Universe, GI Joe. 
you know, comic books were doing really good. Transformers, you know, everything was just crushing it. Was in that eighty six? Transformers. Yeah, it was. The movie it was. was. The movie. Yeah. But it came out on VHS in 87. Seven, yeah. Which is <laughs> that's how right. most of us... Uh, yeah, that's right. I gotta oh, go down I... to the food for last and go oh, rent no. that. I saw that sucker on the Navy movie theater holding my Optimus Prime in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> covered in tears. Dude, I went home and put him in my sock drawer and shut it. And I was like, I can't play with a dead dead guy. He's dead now. He's not even gray. But... But yeah, what a crazy like like list of, of amazing films. I know that's I had to include that. And then Peter Weller, who did Robocop, also directed some Hawaii Five O TV shows, MacGyver, along with other TV shows during that time. So he went on to do a lot. Yeah, he wasn't Buckaroo Banzai, was he? He was. He was. was. That's Buckaroo a great. Banzai. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was a wacky. Good call, dude. Eddie. Loved it because <laughs> he was a he was a rock musician. Yep. A brain surgeon. Yeah. And the leader of the, what was it, the Hong Kong Cavaliers, his yes. group of like mercenaries. Yes. And uh, another interesting tidbit I found out about Peter Weller in real life, he has a PhD in art history. You're really? Like, he's a, literally a doctorate level art historian. Wow. That's amazing. In, in, in addition to being Robocop. Robocop and walking. <laughs> His stiff. <laughs> that that movie to me is if our last Starfighters group just sat down and made a movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should make another Buckaroo Bonsai. Bonsai. Yeah. That's well, what would happen. There's a, uh, I just watched the trailer of Buckaroo Bonsai a few days ago, and there's a scene where he's like walking down this like drainage ditch, and like one buddy after another just like comes in and like joins him in like the nice. montage, and they're all like slow motion, like in V formation. Yes. Oh my gosh. And, and Jeff Goldblum's like got the buzzy chaps on because nice. he's like a weird character. <laughs> That show. I love <laughs> that's how we assembled our team. Yeah, that's right. We walked on a drainage ditch and everybody it, just queued up as we walked in. The funny thing in the movie, I, I found out that they're at, on most movies, you know how they start the movie and they have kind of the credits going at the beginning. Yeah. This one just has the Robocop logo, boom, start of the movie. There's yeah. no credits or anything. Yeah. It just starts. Which is kind of how things are today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they used to front load credits. So this is cool. You know what's cool about this what's is that? that so this might have like paved the way for that kind of movie opening. Yeah. But then Masters of the Universe was the second, not the first. I thought they were the second, but the the second movie ever to have after credits. Post credit scene. Post -credit yeah. Ferris Bueller was yep. number one. Number first one. one. Yep. Yeah. Which I I know I talked to you when we did our episode. I had watched the Master Universe movie dozens of times. Yeah. And then I didn't realize there was no a post credit idea. scene. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now it's just like you know it's just like common nature you oh. just have to stay at the end of the movie to see what's going to happen now yeah exactly yeah and I mean a lot of people just stood up as soon as the credits started yeah, like, just out leave, time go. to go I gotta go with it, my car Your dad just go go go, just go, 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 go. but dad there's 13 minutes go go there's a scene I don't care I don't care <laughs> Lee Bachmel like this the composer on Robocop was Basil Basil I'm going to slaughter his last name maybe you can say it better Pol Polidorus Polidorus who did Conan yeah, and did Hunt for Red October as well. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian still like the greatest, in my opinion. Oh yeah, movie soundtrack all time. Maybe John Williams. No. Maybe no. Okay, <laughs> not, even, <laughs> not even close. Peter Elfman, get out, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Hacks. <laughs> you're like you're like Lex Luthor or whatever. You ever heard of Aristotle? Plato? Socrates. Yeah. Morons. Morons. exactly. Morons. So that's. Robocop, 1987, very violent movie, and it's very. Uh, it, I cried. It, it I did. I cried. I wept when I was. Like, I saw. <laughs> I did. I wasn't ready. I surprised. I didn't see it in '87. I saw it probably two years later. I was about 12, and I got a hold of it. HBO. Gotta love it. Unedited. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. 
Wow. And uh, just watched, witnessed a man just get blown to bits. And I had never, yeah. I think I blocked it out because it wasn't until I'd seen Braveheart years later where I was like, that was dark. And then I'm like, Braveheart was still pretty up there. And, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. A, um, um, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. It's yeah. a very violent movie. Very diast. Within the first five minutes, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, because right he there. gets all of his parts blown off and he has to get yeah. put back together, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And the, the the organic food, you know how they give him that baby food? Right. I found out it's a mixture of parsnip, tomato puree, and crushed Butterfinger bars. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> so there, there's your recipe for today. Mom, Man. I'm making Robocop food. It's Ro- Robocop pudding. <laughs> it's a Robocop diet. You know what makes Rio's chili so great? That's right. Yes. Crushed yes. Butterfinger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. oh, so there's there's Robocop so let the mega guy oh sorry. I was going to say the one more thing on Robocop the, the memory that I want to bring up is that that other robot the ED209 yes yeah. like I wanted a whole other movie of that yeah. robot just that that thing was it, it like growled like a cougar it was like wah, 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 or yeah. something and I that the one that looked like a car but had two giant, giant guns, guns yeah. on the side legs. it's like kind of walk I know when I yeah. saw it I agree I was like I think I want him not Robocop yeah they had yeah the rare form of when the villain is cooler than the than the guy yeah the artist that designed that I found out he also designed the AT-ATs from Star Wars and the, he did the artistic work for the Tauntauns and the wow. dinosaurs on Jurassic Park too oh wow so look at that's that incredible. that's incredible that's a pretty, pretty cool. good lineup no wonder it's so cool alright his, his arms are see that's what's funny speaking of which I remember as a kid watching that I was like this is so real like they actually made a robot that does this and then like you watch it now and it's like you know it's like <laughs> like oh that's oh my gosh yeah, I can't believe I was fooled by that yeah, yeah. Like, the yeah. CGI was like horrible but yeah it seemed like the tone of that movie just started off so dark. Yes. Like, the specter of that just kind of hung over right. the whole time. Well, it's kind of like it, it's reminiscent of um, of Anakin Skywalker, you know, in yeah. the lava scene, you know, where his leg gets oh, yeah. fried up and everything. And Don't get me on this path. Like, it's all, you know what else it's like? The butcher. It's like the Black Knight from the Holy Grail, you know? Yeah. Come back here. <laughs> Come back here. You can't there. fight. Your legs are gone. <laughs> I I mentioned this at work, and the guys just kind of rolled their eyes, because I, I still call it the breaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. When I was like, like, all they had to do was show him kick Anakin off the side of the volcano and then, like, have him think he died and be like, cool. And then and then walk away. But no, he had to see him writhing around with no arms and legs. Be like, I'm out. Starting on fire. Exactly. Hey, I hate you. <laughs> I had the high ground. And then just walks away. I, anyway, whatever. Anyway, that's a good point. It made me watch the, uh, the episode four a lot differently yeah. when, like, Luke meets Obi-Wan. And, and they're kind of like... In their little scene where, you know, they just got rescued from the uh, sand people. And Luke's yep. like, tell me about my father. And now in the back of, like, Obi-Wan's mind, he sees that. But he's like, oh, yeah, your dad. He was he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw memes, I saw memes about that. It was like, yeah, I, you know, like like thinking, like, I butchered him and left him for dead in the side of the volcano. <laughs> he was all right. Vader killed him in a certain way. <laughs> you made me stab you. Anyway, um, so Rio Blast. Rio Blast. Rio Blast. Robocop versus Rio. So, yeah, Rio Blast. Um, uh, we'll start off with probably one of my favorite Mega um, um, Motu characters. I almost said Mega. That, that's not. It kind of is now. But we'll go off of our memory and then fill it in. What was his full name again? Realist Blast. I felt like that was an unnecessary thing. I think it was. <laughs> they didn't have to yeah. make it longer. No. But yeah. And he comes from the planet. Is it Lor- not, not Laredo? Laredo. Yeah, yep. Laredos. Laredos. Right? Laredos, yeah. And um, 
So right out of the gate, you're like, it's a whole planet full of cowboys. Apparently, right. like, yeah. there's no, <laughs> there is no Wild West. This is the Wild World. <laughs> it's kind of like the whole like, do you have any not country music? As you call it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just music. Where I'm coming from? Just music. Just music. What is country? What is country? What is that? Line of toys. Uh, kind of part and parcel for this. Unlike RoboCop, who was a movie first. And then the toys, and then the cartoons, and then the comics, and all the things. It was kind of the opposite, where you're with the uh, with the He-Man things. It was toy first, and then the other things were looked at as vehicle to drive that character. And and so uh, you know the thing that we pointed out in our in our podcast is that there never was a cartoon featuring Rio Blast. That was one of the big like robberies, <laughs> yeah. which what spawned the whole like I wonder what Rio sounds like. And, yep. And uh, he sounds like this. <laughs> they, never <laughs> gave him, like. they never gave him a voice in no the cartoon, voice. right? No. He was just uh, in the background. He was never in a cartoon at all. Oh, never. they never even was. animated him. Nope. Even no, Snout Spout got in the background. Snout Spout made it in on he a was Christmas in a, special. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was also in She Ra. Yeah. Yeah. But there is not a She Ra or He Man episode that has Rio Blast in it whatsoever. And even as a kid, I remember being like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, why would you make a toy and then have him in a comic book, but he's completely forgotten in every other medium? Right, and you have to think about it, too. Like, you talk about Motu, you know, Master of the Universe to most people, and most people will remember Rio Blast. So yeah. that just has to show you, like, how cool of a character he was and how right. memorable he was yeah. if he had nothing other than the toy himself. Right. You know, like... And how weird. What a because, missed opportunity. Because I mean you have a barbarian riding a green tiger. Right. <laughs> and then and then and then right beyond that you have like Ram Man who looks like who will come up later, sounds like. Well um and uh so they all kind of aesthetically make sense. Right. And then you know you start getting into robots and monsters, and then all of a sudden a cowboy shows up and it's like, Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess we have a cowboy. That's right. Uh but yeah, realist blast and comes from Laredos, and he too was in a horrible accident. <laughs> yep. It wasn't an experiment, right? It wasn't No, it was a war. Yeah. Um, and war Laredos. That's right. And so basically it was uh, Hordak came to his planet yep. and um, had a big war over there. And then he uh, you know, basically drove Hordak away in, in this war and everything and kicked him off the planet. But in the midst of that war, he was just shredded up just like RoboCop was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so the the scientists on on Laredos they put him back together and this time they were like well you know well the other thing is too is like his family was killed I guess and so he's like he's got nothing else to live for so let's just make him into a big machine yep and so they put guns everywhere in Rio you know so <laughs> we could replace his lungs no no <laughs> he gives him double barrel laser cannons that's right that's, that's what right. we need he had guns in his chest. His chest, and his, his arms, his yep, and his arms and forearms. his wrists, yep, and then he had them in his thighs, his thighs, and then he wore a big, huge like backpack, backpack that went over with more guns, yep, and it was like <laughs> big laser cannons with eyeglasses, you know. So he, oh man, this took another viewing because it's so funny how you look at the same character for hundreds of times and still notice new things, and it took it took seeing uh, Lee Art of Lee Bachma's work on our upcoming uh, on the Last Starfighter's upcoming comic book. Um, on that gun backpack, the guns have guns. guns. Yes. <laughs> There's little tiny guns on top of the main guns. Yes. <laughs> it's oh my god! And his guns have guns. His guns have guns. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, equally traumatic beginning. It wasn't so much a gang coming after as much as just a full-on war, and he got lit up. 
And, That's uh, got to be one of the darkest origin stories yeah, in Motu. And they gloss over it so beautifully. It was yeah. just like, he, he fought in the War of Laredos against Hordak and, and sustained injuries, and then the, instead they gave him guns. <laughs> they, like, they, they Frankensteined him up. Yeah, exactly. Almost like they're like, get, get back to where they, he goes to the hospital at the, at the battle and like, clean him up, give me more guns, and... Send him back Send him out. Get him out. back out there. <laughs> Get him out there. I, I picture him like alone with just one of his guns, like, guns, you're, you're the only friend I have. <laughs> I wonder if that's where SNL got the more cowbell uh, skip from, was the designers at, at Mattel or whatever more guns. were like, more guns. He's, he's drawing it, and yeah, the editor like, give him more guns. Steve, I told you, more guns. guns. His last name You know what? I'm going to give you so many guns. And <laughs> um, I will say both characters, um, um, their names completely give you what they are. There's no right. like <laughs> hidden RoboCop. Hey, no false advertising here. Right. <laughs> and Rio Blast. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, but he, there's something with blasting with this guy. I wonder yeah, what yeah, oh, I wonder he has what guns is. everywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, for all for all intents and purposes that's his origin. Where did how did he get to Eternia? I don't remember. So basically, uh, his. The story is like his planet exploded. Okay. Because <laughs> his origin story wasn't sad. It wasn't enough. It was like, it was like hey, I made it through the war. What's that big dynamite in the ground for? <laughs> Boom! And then the next thing you know, he's flying through space. So he literally got hurled through space. Yep, hurled through space. And landed on his planet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, okay, so he got horribly disfigured and injured. His family was killed. Yes. And yep. then his planet blew up. Exactly. Yep. He, he, his life is a country song. That's right. <laughs> My family is dead. All I got is guns. In, In my, my head. head. In, In my, my head. head. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be number one on the country That's artist right. charts. Oh. But uh, Your yeah, magic just happened right there. It was. Magic. That was great. <laughs> but the kicker that got me, and this this is where I don't want to go off on a tangent because that's what I do. But the thing is, uh, they 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 showed you the lazy story writing with this guy because they couldn't have been like, we need to make an authentic connection between him and He Man. He Man heard about the war and goes and flies there and he's like, get on before your planet blows up. You got it. Friendship. No, they just no. he was hurled through space. Yeah. <laughs> and like landed on. Eternia. Well, that's what's so funny about Eternia though. It's like the it's like I swear all good. That there's like the core of that planet is nothing but a pure magnet. Yeah. Because all all the <laughs> random characters are just flung Sucked through space into, into Eternia, and then they walk around. They're so buff, you know. It's probably just the iron in their bodies just like pulled down to the center of the planet and the stuff. So, yeah. So their muscles got to be so big. But I I, I have retconned Eternia, where Eternia is basically like a living planet. And it can like sense when people like who are amazing need to get need to get like Procrustus exactly. Right. Procrustus is like brings them, which is why you know Ezekiel yells out his name. That's right. Uh, I uh, suppose Man at Arms when he real blast landed on Eternia is like since somebody put him back together. I was like, how did he put him together? I think, uh, I think he was arms, probably judging. <laughs> he yeah, at him and criticizing. Huh. I would have put that over there. It, One gun in each thigh. Exactly. <laughs> Three or four. Look at those toes. There's nothing to them. They have an opportunity for damn guns. No, no, no. I, in my mind, too, I, 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 in my mind, Man at Arms is a Procrustus denier. 
Like, <laughs> that's he's deep. like there's no procrustus. There's no procrustus. That's funny. He's like pure science. Exactly. There's no belief system. We'll get into that later. That's funny. <laughs> but but yeah, that is that is uh, that is Rio Blast, man. He's on Eternia. He's got a grudge and he's got a lot of guns. <laughs> he's got it. You wonder his mental stability after all that. But I think he's yeah, chilly and guns to keep him warm. That's right. Yeah, yep. happy, well, that's the other thing we didn't mention is that his award-winning chili. He is. Oh, yeah. And he's definitely scared of snakes. We did not make this up. This is in his character bio. Oh, he's seen, yeah. He has seen hell. He has seen the <laughs> mouth of the devil himself, yeah. and he's like, I'm scared of snakes. That's right. <laughs> snakes, and he makes amazing chili. Yep. That's um, hilarious. I'm going to say, not that we're already doing this battle, but I'm going to say Rio Blast has a more tragic backstory than... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. To see who can get who to, who to cry first. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> Robocop tell his, this is the battle of tears. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Robocop came from Detroit, which is still around. I guess it didn't get blown up. That's so. right. Yeah. Like, I was shot up on Did his family. No, his family, his wife and kid are still alive. I think so. I think because yeah. he goes in the movie, he goes to his house. Yeah, because yeah. like Detroit was like this dystopian like wreck in the Full future. Full of drugs yeah. called right. Nuke, I think yeah. it was called. Yeah, that's way better than having your entire planet blown up. Family killed, entire planet yeah. blown up. He's like, he's like, so funny. Like, well, my planet blew up. Well, well, yeah, well, I'm from Detroit. All right, then. You win. You, you win. win. You win. Yeah. You win. Never mind. That's where that kid rocks from, right? Yep. You win. You win. We apologize. I have to eat to, this baby food. Apologize to all our, all our listeners from Detroit. Eminem's <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. sitting there like, that's it. Click. Unsubscribe. 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 All right, so we got guns on Rio's side, so I'll talk a little bit about the guns and ammunition that Robocop has. The primary one is in the movie his Auto 9 gun, cool. which is actually a 9mm handgun with a barrel extension on it and fires three rounds at once. And that's his primary weapon. We've seen that when he's has the guy yeah. that's holding the girl and he can he can also use his sight to to exactly sight in on what he wants to shoot. Yeah. So he doesn't need multiple guns cuz he only needs one gun. That's right. Oh, that's <laughs> I guess. And then like in uh, later iterations, he has the, or I think in the movie, he has the Cobra Assault Cannon. That's that, I think the one that he puts on the, the car to shoot the, the other robot, the A9 or whatever it's called. He puts on the top of it, just fires one basically cannon or grenade. Yeah. Yep. That he has. Yep. And then he also has in later iterations in Robocop 3, of course, as they keep doing new versions of him, they just keep. Turning it up to eleven, right <laughs> on his weaponry, because he gets a rocket launcher, he gets a flight pack, because in the third one he has this little backpack on him that lets him fly, and then of course in the first one he has the data spike that he primarily is to use to interface with computers, but he does stab it through a guy's head. Yeah. So oh, right. again, yeah. more violence, a spike to the head. Like a USB and a spear at the same it, time. Yeah. Isn't my memory, but like a Robocop's main, that 9mm extended pistol, that thing came out of his thigh, yes, right? It did. It like an inboard like yes. thigh holster. So I'm like seeing when, when this battle starts off and like thigh guns come out, I'm both <laughs> like, hey! You got thigh guns. Like high five. We're friends. Yes, it does come out of his thigh. Yeah, they just, exactly. They right. become a couple of gun nuts. Just That's sit right. down, and start talking about That's ammunition. Right. That's right. I think it was exactly. on. Was it Lethal Weapon two or three where they show all their scars and you're like, well, yep. yeah, look at this. That's and right. so That's what he's like. Yeah. That's hey, right. I think we want to trade guns. I put <laughs> my funny. thigh gun. You can take my thigh gun. Mine's attached. Mine <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't come off. Okay. <laughs> So the uh, guy that, and then I think uh, I talked about the visor, which he can track and has different modes, like heat mode and, and other ways to track. 
and then explosives in the Robocop TV series. He has some sort of explosive device that's in his thigh. It must be in his other thigh. I think they're like little grenades that he can oh, wow. throw out. So he's got a gun in one thigh and a thigh grenade grenades. in the other thigh. Oh my so, and this was in the, the Robocop TV series. So they did a TV series as well. But that's kind of his weaponry. And I'll put it in the show notes, but I've got some pictures of a cutout of all his little devices that he has. And those are kind of cool. And I know Lee talked about it in our other deathmatch uh, the cutouts when you're a kid are always kind of cool. When oh, you see those, those cross sections, like cross sections of the books. of the yeah. Death Star or Star Destroyer. They have a cross section of RoboCop that you can look at and and see where everything comes from. I had one Ooh. of the USS Enterprise that was so cool. Oh yeah, you see like yeah. all the yeah. decks and all that. We need a Rio Blast. We need a cross section. <laughs> <laughs> As if you need more work to do, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you need more to do. <laughs> he said it first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. A real blast cross well, Let's section. get something. Anyway, we'll, we'll brainstorm. <laughs> That's later. awesome. The toy of RoboCop, I'm looking at this, and he has got full-on missiles on his back. This is yeah. obviously the later iterations in the 90s when the third movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's... Let's... Again, it's... The artist is looking at real blast, saying, put more guns. Like the artist on RoboCop. What more can we put on his back? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to take out a state. How should we do that? This is where, like, the term cop and, like, army right. is <laughs> starting to get muddy right. here. Like, Amalgam together and... <laughs> imagine him together. pulling you over for speeding. And he just has a <laughs> missile pointed at your car. The um, guy that came up with it, Edward Neumeyer, he's also... He got the idea for Robocop from Blade Runner. Yeah. That's where oh, he got okay. some of the concept ideas from. About Man. mixing robots and, and humans together. I remember seeing, and I'm seeing this on the toy too. He had those like hydraulic pumps on the back yes. of his, the backs of his legs. Some of the oh, coolest yeah. sounds. I will say that about that movie. Yeah, that was some of the best sound yeah. work, you know, ever. Like that, the, the gun that he had was a, you know, that was cool. But then, like when he walked, it was like, oh man, it just sounds so cool. It's like, yep. Oh man, it was so cool. Yeah. There's, oh, I'm sorry, I need to correct. It was 30 deaths in the movie, not 31. Oh, yeah, that's like crazy. <laughs> that's what that's how they got from X to R. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. That's not counting any pets that were in the house. <laughs> mowed down. Those were just women and children. We're not counting men. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we already kind of went over Rio's arsenal, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, anything else yeah. to add to Rio? Did they do any different iterations? When they say the 2002, or was he even in the 2002 reboot? No. That he no. was planned. To. He was planned to. Everybody was planned to. And he didn't show up in the 2002 reboot. Uh, he does show up in a lot of the comic books post uh, 2000s. Um, uh, some of the iterations that look, I, it, it's up for debate. It's all opinion here. I don't like some of the newest versions. I like the fact that he's a cowboy that has this stuff all kind of stowed away. Yeah. But some of the newest ones have him looking almost like Mega Man, where he's got a cannon for an arm. Right. Oh, like, yeah, I've seen yeah. that one. And some other stuff. I'm not a massive fan yeah, of that. I like it. I like it when he just looks like Emilio Estevez with a backpack. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all just pops out of everywhere. Like, that's and, the way it should be. Yeah. The uh, the thing the one thing that I did think was interesting was that he had that that backpack mounted, uh, essentially cannon that would come yeah. up and he had a little visor that you would you know that yep. you could see okay. and then right behind that they came out with that he those those He Man weapon packs yeah yes. they had that shoulder mounted laser the mega laser the yes. mega laser mega laser and okay. you could it, it wound up and then it had the two barrels would just do this like, oh okay like, yeah alternate back and forth yeah. And so, and I mean, He-Man or whoever who had that looked like Rio Blast because it had that same... 
kind of over the shoulder aesthetic and then there would right. be a little visor for their eyes i had that thing actually nice and it was still pretty cool not gonna lie i do i do remember from the first the rio blast uh, mini comic like when he-man finds him he's like cooking his his chili or whatever in the range it was like a stampede of cattle yes <clears throat> and to divert the stampede like rio starts shooting in front of the cows and then he-man puts on the mega laser yep. and they're like side by side yeah it's like oh man they just so many ways to work in those toys but oh yeah, yeah. shy of the mega laser and all that i think that that pretty much is you know two in yeah. the arms two in the thighs and then a one in the chest yep. comes right out. Is but, a real? I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Is real black now? Robocop. It's he's pretty much all robot except for his, his head. Face. Yeah. Yeah. Is real blast kind of the same, or does exactly. it say? Yeah, yeah. I he's guess got, we'll find out when you do the cutout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, because like on the, he's got like a flap on his shirt, like that's folded down. Yeah. Like the old like uh, like um, the old western man shirt. back yeah. in the day. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's just like folded down, and then you can see like wires and stuff behind it. So he's got to be pure metal. I would say, but I don't know. His arms and stuff are flesh colored. My thought was that basically his entire chest cavity was just emptied. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like his chest, his like upper legs, and maybe partially his arms were were metal. But then the rest, like his back, his butt cheeks, yeah. <laughs> real glass butt cheeks, uh, were still flesh. So his head is all. I ain't sitting on metal. I'm trying to get this chili out of me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can't have a metal head. My hat won't fit no more. Uh, but I, I, my interpretation was that he wasn't a hundred percent. If anything, if you want to percent it out, he was maybe like. 60% robot, yeah. and then the rest of him was still humanoid. But with okay. Robocop, it's like 90%. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, 90% robot. Yeah. I'm imagining like this 200-round magazine running down like each of Rio's legs, like right. all the way to his feet to, <laughs> like, to feed those thigh guns. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Where'd all the bullets come from? That's right. Well, they're being made. Bear in mind, he's got nothing in his stomach, so I think it's, if there's a stomach, it's just making more bullets. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> Did he convert chili to bullets? That's <laughs> what I was going to say. He's like, that's his fuel. <laughs> bullets smell delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you use onions in your chili? <laughs> I do. It's killing me. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's ostensibly his his weapon yeah, power level. Yeah. Another oh, and his mustache. Oh, mustache. oh yeah, he's got yeah. a real mustache. Probably the biggest. So he does win if we're doing battle. The mustache. Definitely I think that takes over the top. I don't think Robocop can grow one. Nope. I don't I think, think so. I think he's the awesome. Imagine him that with one though. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He's like trying to shave. He's like ding 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 ding. I can't get it. The visor. This is ridiculous. I'm looking at him right now and I'm picturing a giant handlebar. <laughs> or not funny, I guess, for the city of Detroit, but 27 years after the movie was, re was released, Detroit actually did they declare bankruptcy. Yeah. So the dystopian oh. future is somewhat coming it's to coming. true. Yep, you're going to see this robot cop pulling up in a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did drive yeah, a Taurus. Yeah, he drove a Taurus. Yeah, a Taurus. I'm a bad guy. When you have to fight crime and get groceries. That's <laughs> <laughs> Also, too, Peter Weller would remain in character during the whole filming, and he would only respond to the instructions from the director. So if anybody really? else would talk to him, he wouldn't respond. But Man, when the director did, he would, he would respond. <laughs> wow. Only, yeah. And only if he was addressed as Robo. Oh, so wow. Peter Weller Thank really you. got into character. Hey, when you're a doctorate art historian slash buckaroo bonsai... You yeah. do what you want. You get away with you it. Do what you want. Yeah. Like, do what you want. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of the greats are like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the greatest, like Johnny Depp is the same way. You know, when he's in his character, he's, he's in it. it. He's yeah. in it, you know. Yeah. And 
Jared Leto is the same way, I guess. Like he was, you know, when he was dressed up as a Joker and stuff, you know. And I mean, but that kind of went with everybody. He went right. into the same thing as well. Like they just wore the Joker, and you know. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of great actors out there. That that's what they do. Since we have no no other media incarnation of Rio to lean on. Right now, it's just me. And when I'm in Rio character, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm at home, and somebody needs me, and they're like, Dad, I'm like, who's Dad? Is that, that, is that Ezekiel? That's I can shoot. <laughs> what's for supper? You know what's for supper. <laughs> Rhymes with Billy. Rhymes <laughs> with Billy. Dad, I was out mowing, there's a snake in the backyard. Let it go! You know, Eddie, if you do mow the yard this summer and a snake comes out, you know you're going to get into character. I'm going to... Ah! Oh, my God! He running bullets going on inside. Come outside with two shotguns in both hands. <laughs> the neighbors are like, oh, it's just Eddie. It's just uh, he's in character. He's in character. He's in character. But, Call the police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call the cops. Call RoboCop. Call RoboCop. Take this guy out. Method uh, acting. Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have found a car cooler than a Ford Taurus. Oh man! I mean, what, was like, the budget just that? They, like limited? it had to. They like hung like futuristic panels. I was on gonna it. say they yeah. probably had to like tack yeah. stuff yeah. onto this it. movie. Brought to you by Ford. That's right. Brought to you by Ford. <laughs> get your groceries. Get the bad guy. So what <laughs> if they do battle? So let's run through some battle scenarios. If you guys want to come up with yeah, some I, fun, I think. This is my opinion. I don't think there's a battle. I think like they they, they square off, okay, corral style. Yep. And then it's like, hey, you got thigh guns? I got thigh guns. That's right. And then and then it's like, hey, what kind of ammunition do you use? I don't know. And then it just goes and they become like yes, I probably go hundred percent agree. Gun what, nuts. What what I see? I see it almost like like the like it's a western setting. A tumbleweed blows yes. by. Yes. You know, Rio's in there drinking a sarsaparilla. <laughs> Robocop pulls up in his Taurus. <laughs> he gets out. Nice bowl! And of course, you've got to call him out. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, Rio's got Stridor hooked yeah. up to his thing, and he's like, nice horse, dummy. <laughs> Robocop takes offense, and then they both see each other draw, and then they're like, wait, you got guns in your guns? <laughs> in your legs? And I picture yes, I a pile, as they're going through it, half hour later, there's just a pile of guns all around them. Exactly. And like, oh, I got this one for my, uh, uh, Pappy Ezekiel, yeah. this one on my 13th birthday. I picture them tossing a bottle up in the air and shooting it out. Like, yeah. like yeah. target shooting together. <laughs> and then it ends with them up at the bar, like, arms around each other, crying over a bottle of whiskey, you know. I lost my parents, too. I lost right. my parents. Yeah. Calling he's holding a picture friends. of his kids, and he's, he's holding a picture of his planet. <laughs> 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 Consoling each other, Fred. or maybe, or maybe they swap food. So he tries his baby food, and and Robocop tries his chili. Tries his chili. Rio spits on the ground. And Robocop is like turns so around, and shoots Rio. Then <laughs> what? What? It's basically the plot of the beginning of Three Amigos, where he's yeah. like, first you fight each other, then you're friends. <laughs> That's good. Rio oh. and Robo. Robocop. That's so there's who do you think should win, Rio or Robo? I'm with Lee. I think that. Think, it would just be a friendship. I think they. I think it's. I think they call this. Yep. I think they call this one a draw. I think they call it a draw. Literally, oh, just, pun intended. But I'm tits. Guess it's up to the listener. Do you want to yeah. come back with me to Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> nope. nope. I'm good. <laughs> I'm stay here and watch you. Uh, I'm dealing with the snake man before I deal with that. He's got snake man with pecs. Um, <laughs> I, I would. I would leave it up to the listener on this one. I don't want to yeah. be that guy, but I think that yeah, it's definitely going to be a draw. I mean, you got two. 
draw they, again another. They live by the gun. Yeah. <laughs> live by the gun, <laughs> die by the gun. Have friends by the gun. There's a funny guns. thing is sleep with the gun. By the gun. <laughs> Talking about uh, inside your chest. <laughs> Talking about in credit scenes. If you look at the copyright notice at the end of the film, so I'll read it here real quick. They have a, a little whoever wrote it must have come up with this. This motion picture is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its author unauthorized duplication, distribution, or expedition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution by enforcement droids. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so somebody cool. threw that in at the very end. The very Even end. then, that's they awesome. had to have a good, a a good little, little jab at it. Oh, love it. Man. So there you go. Real Blast and RoboCop. All right. Ready for round two? Round, round two, two. is... <laughs> Let's see. I, we went first this time, so Mega Guys, you got yours. Is we're doing Ram Man versus Juggernaut. Oh, this is a big one. It is a big one. <laughs> this is a big one for me. These guys will not be friends. No, there's no friendship in this. One. <laughs> I tell you that right now. <laughs> Ram Man, once again, is getting a little personal. Probably one of my favorites. Remember, you and I talked about this. Yeah. First, like getting to know your buddy, and you're like talking, and you're like, I like this guy. Who's your favorite? I'm like, Ramon's one of mine. And you had that I'm weird like, pause. Uh, like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> has a bucket on his head. Like, yeah. No, I thought the character of it was cool. I just didn't care for the toy. I thought yeah. it was really cheesy. Everything was like this real thick plastic with all this detail, and then you get Ram Man. It's just like this hollow, like spring. Blink, yeah. blink, blink. You know. Yeah, I had the same experience. Um, I was getting all my Mo two toys out for my my youngest daughter. She was loving them. She's like, I like this one. I like this one. And I pulled out Ram Man, and she's like, Is that a McDonald's Happy Meal toy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is. Eddie's head just hangs down. I mean, because it was one of my favorites. Right, right. Because his action feature was so. Like it was different. Unique, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like I said before. Excuse me. Um, it was uh, toy and then comic. So I I was playing with the toy. I read the comic. Then I saw the cartoon, which is a complete departure. Because in the comic, he's this kind of savage, brutal, right. kind of almost hyper violent character. And they even say as much on some of the the, the articles on Ram Man. They're like initially he was kind of pitched as like this like brawler. Um, kind of like Berserker. Yeah, yeah. Berserker, yeah. Or Juggernaut. Or Juggernaut. <laughs> they both have a common aesthetic, don't they? Like, yes. well, like that bucket on your head. It's a nice bucket. <laughs> uh, we need Jesse here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Ram Man, um, what was his original name? It had another. Oh, he had another name like Rio too. Yeah, I think I it was remember. like it was like Remulus. Or I was gonna bring. I was gonna bring my compendium. That's I fine. I, I looked it up, but they didn't really have anything there. Low hanging fruit to look it up, but um, introduced in the very early run of He Man. Yeah, he was in the first. Uh, His first wave wasn't first, he? Well, he was the second. No, second. no, no, he was first wave yeah, because he had. Or no, 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 you're right. Second wave the, in the, original the toy came out second wave. You're correct. Right. But with the comics, he was in the first. Um, they basically had what was it? it was like I want to call it like a story or whatever. Yeah. There was like was it four or six mini comics? I want to say it was like the one, yeah issue four maybe. But it was all strung together. Yeah. And so that's where the origin of Ular and the goddess and all that other yeah. stuff and Ram Man was introduced to that. Yeah. I think his mini comic is also one of the first one that was done like comic book style because yep. the previous ones yeah. were like storybooks. Even though they called them mini comics. Single yeah. illustration. Single illustration. Yeah. A lot of text. Right? Yeah. 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 And so uh, the comic was. Basically, he was just this, like, traveling warrior who gets, like, uh, bewitched by Skeletor yep. and starts just teeing off on He-Man. Yeah, because he didn't have a very big IQ. No. Yeah. No. And well, so... they didn't get into, like, him being dim. 
in the comic a whole bunch that kind well, of made it yeah. right right but i remember in the storyline skeletor was basically like hey look we need to get in the castle gray school and so he kind of knew that ram man's heart was good and so he's like I forget why, but he, he was basically him. he tricked him. He yeah. was like, "There's something bad going on in Castle Grayskull or something like that, right. or whatever it was." I need to get in there, yeah. and then he was like, "In that He-Man guy, he's evil and he's holding this person captive or something like that." Yeah, and so he basically tricked him into it. He's like, yeah. "You're the last person I talked to, so I guess you're right." <laughs> <laughs> Never mind your bony face or anything. Never mind you smell like evil. But, That's right. But uh, yeah, and so uh, in the in the cartoon. They kind of doubled down on that whole like easily tricked. They kind of played around with him being kind of punch drunk because his yeah, whole right. his whole like character feature was that he used his head uh, to knock things down, yeah. and he had this enchanted armor. They didn't really get into that initially. It was just he was a big strong guy who had crazy armor. Later on, I want to say it was the 2002 reboot where they were like his armor's enchanted. Chanted, yeah. it, it has all these special magical properties to it, and he's a super big tough guy. Yeah. and I think they made him less of a of a uh, punch Doof. drunk yeah. Yeah, in the yeah. second. He was just a big, strong dude. Yeah. 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 Not so many concussions. Yeah. Right. Not, yeah. He's, yeah. he's got less uh, brain trauma. Right. Man, arm street, different concussions, and guys yeah. got yeah. to go. What I love about it is there's all these guys who are full on injured that Man at Arms got a hold of to air quote <laughs> fix. <laughs> and uh, he did, Ram Man, for whatever reason, kept him away. Like, I'm good, I'm good. Leave I'm me alone. Fine. My neck. It's all right. I, think I take Omega threes. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in early iterations he looks like a normal guy. I mean, he's a big guy, but then in, at least in the comics I read later, then all of a sudden he's two feet taller than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, which is kind of the opposite in the cartoon. They made him shorter. Smaller. He looks yeah. smaller. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they made him like you know like a little like a sawed-off shotgun kind of guy. And he had that like ridiculous like boing boing. Yeah, boing. yeah, yeah. It was just like. And he like he like smash his head into something, and then like his eyes would like swirl around cartoon. like Scooby Doo or something like that. And we poke fun, but he had this weird like Jersey Shore accent that for some <laughs> yeah. reason people yeah. didn't. There was no basis in it at all. It was just like <laughs> I, they were really kind of poking fun. I think at like you know the East Coast or like New England boxers. You know. Yeah. Like, um, but the point is, uh, super strong, tough guy. Yeah. Uh, takes a little like the definition of the tank. If you're having yeah. an RPG party. I mean, he's definitely the one who's soaking up a lot of damage, and he's—I mean, the guy—he's—he's single-handedly in the comic broke down Castle Grayskull's door. Yeah. Uh, the the the, the only bridge. person that could do the it. The only yeah. person that could do Whoa. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so he's already got that under his belt. Broke down a magically enchanted door that was, but the power of Grayskull. That's right. He's kind of like uh, he's kind of like their Hulk, you know, on yeah. Eternia. You know how how the Hulk is like the well, we have a Hulk, you know, we, we have, have a Ram Man. We have, we have yeah. a Ram Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm over here eating my cheese dog. <laughs> um, and then I see we have some stats here. So I mean, I don't know his hard stats, but I think the uh, the uh, the original character for going cartoon was probably hovering around five foot three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the comic, I mean, he's about on part with He Man, maybe a little taller even. I probably put him at about six four. Or something. Yeah, um, but no, he's not a ridiculous like. <laughs> like right. Some of those comic uh, interpretations, yeah. if he were like an inch taller, he'd be completely square. Yeah, I mean, right. he is yeah. broad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 really broad. Yeah, no, he's Ooh. six foot four tall and six foot wide. Yeah, yeah. it's like whoa. <laughs> Arm, you know, the whole, the, and kind of similar to Juggernaut, his arms and legs are always seen as super big and stocky. With the newest release of, not newest, but with the 2003, 4 uh, classics figures, 
did him a way better service. Yeah. He okay. does not look like a chintzy oh, McDonald's Donald's toy. Right? No, not at all. We yeah. joke about <laughs> sack full of Ram Mans. Oh, man. He is about eight pounds of plastic. I mean, he is a big chunk of okay. plastic, and he's expensive. Yeah, he's Is he still have the no. same spring? No action no. feature. No action feature. Really? No, yeah, they kind of, they kind of, you give that up with those new figures. Yeah. But, but there is a lot of That's cool. That's true. You can see like veins in his arms. I mean, he's easily twice as big as a normal He-Man. Yeah. yeah, he's like two two characters. Yeah. Was, was yeah. Ram Man the only character that I recall that, like the rest of them were like ripped, like they had like two percent body fat, and Ram Man's like, no, I drink beer on the weekends yeah. and eat pizza. Like got a belly. I'm, yeah, they I'm are, but they were fleshy. You know, yeah, they were fleshy. That's right. <laughs> he had a, he definitely had kind of a barrel chest, maybe even borderline beer gut kind yeah. of thing. But he had a dad bod. Yeah, he had a dad bod. But he, but he, uh, he had that dad strength though too. <laughs> he, he was one of the ones who had probably one of the more brutal looking weapons too, because that oh, was that axe. That axe. straight up axe, and it was yeah. like. You know, it was a big one. It was like an executioner's axe, you know. And yep. and some of those other guys had little hatchets, like the buzz-off hatchet. And yeah. The right. weird mechanic club. Yeah. His, yeah. his was for cutting through meat and bone. Yeah. If, right. you were yeah. Getting, <laughs> he, if he does a spring and he's coming at you with that thing, it's going to be it's a... night over. You're going to walk yeah. funny. That's right. He goes, uh, to the, he goes to the tavern, I think, and has an axe next to him. And he's like, yeah, I, I knocked down Castle Grayskull. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do today? Uh, but yeah, super fun character for me at least. I know like, you know, I get it. A lot of people, not not their favorite guy. But, uh, and uh, one of the things I did say was with He-Man, they, in the cartoon especially, they kind of would show a figure or a character and then they'd kind of fade away. They, 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 they didn't. Right. Uh, Ram Man was used a lot yeah. in in the cartoon. They yeah. kind of revisited him quite a bit. It was usually whatever toys they were trying to sell, like those characters would come in, but there was a handful, a stable of like yeah. regulars. Yeah. yeah. So Ram Man was one of them. And he's one sure. of them for sure. Well, I just think he was uh, his character on the show was such a likable character. You know, that I know they, they did that with Orko as well. Like yep. that was their whole, you know, reasoning for having some of those residual characters was let's 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 have this this person relatable. Have this person relatable and stuff. And so I guess the adults saw kids as a bunch of bumbling idiots. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, let's get them over here. Their eyes are swirling around their head. And that's the one thing I did hate too, because they had like the, the the hero shot of all the guys, and you would see like, you know, He Man and Tila and Man at Arms, and then you'd see Ram Man, and he'd, you'd see him from like his chin yeah. up, like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, it's me, it's Ram Man. But uh, but um, yeah, a great character, super tough, super strong. As far as figures go, was he one of the first ones? You know, had the first wave. They they were all essentially the same figures. Yeah. Was he the first one to kind of break the mold, so to speak, and have? A different body type. He's probably up there, yeah. As you know, you know Skeletor and He Man, all their arms are well. There's, there's same. definitely, there's definitely nobody like him, you know, in the toy molds. He's not the um, only one. There's a handful that have their own, their own dedicated mold. Yeah, but he's the first. He's probably the first, if yeah. not Manny Faces, because weren't they the same oh, release? True. They were the probably Wave Two. Both that was all Wave Two. Yeah. yeah, I think the only in Wave One that I can think of, the only one that didn't share body part with somebody else was probably Tila. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, but everyone else shared an arm or a leg or a chest. Well, yeah, but Tila and Evil Lynn were. But yeah, Evil Lynn wasn't until like wave two or three yeah, you know, yeah, or something. But in, the, in that first wave, they all shared something except Tila, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he definitely had a unique body because I mean, his, his top half had to be yeah. hollow so the legs could collapse, right. spring into him, and then you'd, you know, with the back little button that you would hit and yeah. you'd spring forward. Do you guys have the original uh, Ram Man? Yeah. 
Eddie does. He's I got, have two of them. He's got one for me ever, anytime I ever want them. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're so affordable. Yeah. Like the original ones. They are, really? And, oh, yeah. I mean, I picked up one that was kind of in rough shape for like five bucks. Yeah. And then you can get one that's in really good shape for like 10 or yeah. 15 if you're really, you know, because yeah, pretty, they just made so darn many of these things. Yeah, pretty yeah. much anytime we go into our local, you know, toy store, like Pop Culture Exchange, they usually have one or two in there. The hard thing is, is finding them with those wristbands. Yeah, that's stickers. You have these, these chrome oh. sticker wristbands, okay. and they came off in like nine minutes. They just <laughs> <laughs> you know, Blue so. was like a wish. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, right. it's just like, yeah, a lot of those Motu figures oh, yep. to have the original parts. Is, yep. The yep. one I have has one wristband. He's got one. Really? Yeah. One nice. wristband, and he has the axe still, yep. still too. Ooh, nice. we got the axe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've got the axe on mine, but no wristbands. Yeah, yeah. So he's just got flesh-toned bumps where they're wrist right. should be. Like He-Man's gauntlets. Yeah, He-Man's gauntlets are like, yeah, yeah. like these yeah. weird bumps yeah. in his arm. And why did they feel the need to color uh, Cyclops or Triclopses? Triclopses were orange, orange, yeah. but He-Man flesh-colored. Flesh it was just like weird. I don't know. They were clear. Well, then like Skeletor, like he only had like. Paint on the front of his boots, but like the back well, of his boots. Of there's two, there's two oh, yeah, right. yeah. the half boot Skeletor. Yeah, yeah like, they're made in the different, different factories. I think the half boots were in Taiwan or something like that, and the other ones were made in Mexico and never in America. So but yeah, funny. But so they're just like, ah, just ship them. Yeah, but there was never any variations on Ram Man. I think. I think it no. was always the same. They did in the comic. In the comic, he, he had he had red tights. And in the toy, he had green tights. And I think right. his tunic then, was orange. orange. Yes. So that's the thing. So we both have classic Ram Mans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's got the original with the with the red top and the green pants. Christmas colors. Christmas basically. colors. <laughs> and then I have the orange top with the red pants. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. it is fun. <laughs> anyway, it's funny anyways. how that happens. Yeah, yeah. right? Yep. All right. So, so tell us Ram about Man. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. I know so little about him. I'm excited to hear some of this okay. stuff. Well, he's an X-Men character created in 1965 by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, rest in peace, the two dynamic duos. He is the stepbrother of Professor Xavier, Okay, and that's where they clashed. So he got his dad got remarried, and this Kane Marco, that's his original name, he hated Professor Xavier with a passion, and so he, he would bully him constantly, Kane would, because Kane's dad liked... Professor Xavier Moore and treated him nicer than he did his own son. Mm. And so now you can see the dynamic of them clashing constantly. Marco so that's where he came from. He also has the uh, and also since Charles was and smart that's where Kane Marco picked on the, the, the smart guy. So they gave him the juggernaut, the mantle of the juggernaut. Yes. So he's not a mutant. No. Oh he got it from a crystal and in uh, in Korea, so well, Lee has been in Korea. Did yeah, you use the I temple lived, over there? I lived in Korea for three years. Did not see the temple of Sinarak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but Lee's pretty yoked still. Maybe you did find like a little tiny piece of it or something, and you didn't. Even yeah, know. honestly, I'm a, I'm a little tiny puny weakling. I, I have a crystal right now, making me the huge guy. It's <laughs> 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 not telling me one. Steve Rogers style. <laughs> That's amazing. So they, they, I thought he was a mutant. This whole no, time. no, he's got the gem that gives him the crimson bands of Sinarak. Which is a mantle, I guess. So whoever gets that gem, there, I guess the way I was researching it, there's multiple gems, and this is the one that he happened to find that gave him his superpowers. So the Sidorak is is a demon. The way I understand it, there's nine of these demons that have different powers that they in, in give to people, and so he's one of them, and that's where he gets his powers is from this demon 
that's really old. <laughs> I've learned it's not, anything. It's not just a crystal. He's possessed by a demon. I say, yeah, yeah. He's possessed by a demon initially. Wow. He is a deity, and it was even worshipped. The Sidrak was worshipped by people on Earth way back, and that's where that temple came from. So the people in Korea, humans in Korea, erected this temple to worship this demon. That's where he got his worshippers from. Let's see. The powers that he gets, of course, you've seen him. He's got... He's gigantic. He's nine foot five, sixteen hundred pounds, big guy with the, the bucket on his head, which he uses. That pretty much keeps him invulnerable from mental attacks. So that's what keeps him from his stepbrother, uh, Professor Jones, gotcha. using those so, powers. He can't get through the, the magneto kind of. Magneto. Yeah, the magneto. Yes, that's exactly cool. the same way. I wonder if Ramans like. Helmet protects him from Skeletor. No, he doesn't because no. in that comic he totally he was, yeah he casts that spell on him and makes him attack Castle Grayskull. It's yeah. all about soaking up damage. He got <laughs> he got the crappy bucket helmet. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yep. It's good for it's good for ramming. That's right. So that's it. So that's where he came from. He got this gem and then boom, he turns into the 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 juggernaut and gives him all of these powers that he has. And he doesn't flop back to human size. He's just that now forever. He well at some point he did lose and and the the mantle of the juggernaut went to other people. Mm. For example, Colossus and the X Men got it. But even when he doesn't have his the the gem with him, he still stays that really big guy. But he doesn't have the the helmet and the other things too. So he's dramatically weakened down. I so he's gotcha. just a, a really big guy at gotcha. that point. And so yeah, other people have had it. Colossus had it. Even Howard the Duck what? had <laughs> the mantle of the juggernaut. So you know they're they're grasping the writers at Marvel are grasping at straws when, hey, why don't we give Howard the Duck the, the, the mantle of the So you had a giant hulking Howard the Duck running yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I've got a picture of him in the show notes. I'll show you. You can see it there at the very end that uh, the juggernaut or Howard the Duck oh, has yeah. juggernaut. That but uh, the Sidorak the, the demon Sidrak, you can see him there, and I'll have the, the picture in the show notes. He looks a lot like the Juggernaut. He has this, this spike oh, yeah. sticking out of him. And even at one point, Kane lost the power of the Juggernaut. So he went to the Sidorak's realm and battled the Sidorak and actually took the gem back from him. Oh, wow. And, and got it in a couple storylines. Wow. So he, he wants to keep that because he hates Xavier and wants to kill him Man. constantly. And so they do a lot of battles. With the X-Men, but even at one point the writers said, why don't we make him, put him on the team of the X-Men? So they put him on the team of the X-Men for a little while. And again, they're just playing with lots of different storylines. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Excuse me, the big tagline with Juggernaut is once he starts moving, you can't stop him. Is kind of the big, yeah. big Juggernaut that he has. And they played with that in the movie, I remember. Because yes. right. once yeah. he kind of got up to speed, he kind of kept crashing. He was unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty much unstoppable. I think the only time he anybody stopped him or even tried to stop him was the Hulk. Him and the Hulk duped it out. And all the Hulk did, though, is when Juggernaut got going, he just kind of moved to the side and, and then he couldn't stop. He ended up miles and miles away. That's funny. Uh, that I guess. Funny. So that was in the World War Hulk storyline that they did way back, which is actually pretty good. I, I read that and Thought it was really good. Hulk gets really, really angry. So side tangent, really, really angry. He's fighting Colossus and he grabs Colossus' hand and bends him clear back. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and that's when he fought. So Juggernaut and Hulk fought in that one, but he didn't have the gym. And so, because I guess part of the reason you get the gym is you have to obey the Sidorak. And he Sidorak's a demon. He's evil. And Kane says, I'm not going to be evil anymore. And so he took it away from him. 
So he made a deal with the Sidorak, said, okay, I'm going to go evil again if you give me the power back so I can take on the Hulk. And so he did, but that's when Hulk just moved out of the way. And but I want to be evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Evil. So, yeah, that's the juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the movies that Eddie brought up, the, the new Deadpool 2 movie uh, features oh, yeah. juggernaut as a minor character. And what I found interesting about it is the, the voice that they did, I think... Ryan Reynolds does the voice for the Juggernaut. Oh, he, he did does. Okay. I didn't know that. I think I have to look it up, but I think Ryan Reynolds has a couple of voices in that. But he has that Ram Man voice, where he's like, "All right, kid, let's go crush some stuff or whatever." Yeah, you know, it's Jersey like, accent. Yeah, he does. So people yeah. lean on that weird, like, yeah. yeah. If you're big and you had a bucket on your head, apparently that's apparently <laughs> that's a Jersey, that's Jersey it. fighter. <laughs> kind of the power sets that he has is he doesn't need to eat, he doesn't need to drink or even breathe, so he can go underwater. And yeah. go into space, and super strong, extremely strong Hulk level. Sounds like he should be on Eternia. Randy's got <laughs> Randy's got a fight ahead of him. On this right. one day. Yeah. Man, the weaknesses I guess that he only has are mystical, so he's kind of like Superman in that respect. Oh. Magic. Randy's got enchanted. Little, he's got enchanted armor. armor. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. And that uh, it can redirect. Let's see. He. He can redirect some of that, or that, like Thor would be another one. So Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, can do damage to him. Doctor Strange yeah. in, the, in the Marvel Universe can do some damage to him because of the, the magic. High levels of mystical or mental attacks. So he can be hurt by mental attacks, but you have to somehow get his helmet off, which that's what they've done in some of the storylines in the comic book is get his helmet off. If you can get his helmet off, then Xavier can zap him, just like yeah. Magneto. Yeah, sure. yeah. take control. Same type of thing. Shatterstar from the X-Force, his uh, swords are magical, so they can do some damage. They did a crossover with DC, I guess, where Juggernaut faced off against Wonder Woman, who managed to knock him out with a single punch, but remember, she's magical. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's the key. So, yes, mm. magic. Man. Wow. Yeah, see, as this fight goes down, I mean, obviously it's going to be like a head-to-head. These two guys know nothing other than just... <laughs> just bash, <laughs> bash, bash on each other. There's no, there's no elite fight training here. That's right. Yeah. So you got... Bugfest. Yeah, you got demon-encrusted bucket armor versus enchanted armor. Yeah. And I'm just imagining like this... You know, cinematically, they do, 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 one from yeah. one side, do, 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 from the other side, do, 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 from one side. Boing, boing, boing. Juggernaut's like, what's that noise? <laughs> and that mushroom cloud. I know, you see like a wide shot, you see a little mushroom <laughs> Buildings are falling. Yeah. <laughs> Rio's in the foreground. What was that? What was that? What more Tarnation. But, yeah, I mean, you have enchanted armor that has the, has the retina, you know, it shattered down, broke down the door that nobody could get into, Castle Grayskull, probably yeah. the most powerful fortress that I can think of. Yep. Um, granted, I'm a huge fan, so I'm going to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, well, actually, Superman's actually, Fortress of Solitude was way... <laughs> so, I mean, granted, you don't see them in, invoked at a bunch, which is classic He-Man. They don't get into, like... A, deep mythos of his armor i mean no marvel gave you a cool there's oh, a whole yeah. backstory on the guys's powers let alone right. but but so the only thing we can really hang our our bucket helmet on is that uh, he knocked down castle grayskull which, was, which yeah. is a big feat of this may have been how like laredos the planet was destroyed oh 
the shockwave of <laughs> shockwave of juggernaut. Cool. They du- duped it out and sp- split the planet's core. Uh, amazing. <laughs> I do remember. I guess there was one other character that stopped him was Onslaught. If you remember, is a mashup of Professor Xavier and Magneto. So oh, in that yeah. story arc, he actually put imprisoned juggernaut in the crystal. Oh, oh really? There. And then also Hulk at one point was one of the four horsemen of Apocalypse for Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He was able to stop him, but he had also been given technology from the Celestials. I don't know if you guys know who oh, those yeah. are. Those, yeah. They talk about in the movies. So <clears throat> those two have actually stopped him or at least redirected him. Man. Yeah. Rambi has a fight ahead of him. I don't know. I would, you know, it's so hard because you would, you don't want to admit a defeat when yeah. you love the guy. But I feel like, I feel like he's gonna go. He's gonna fight hard. Yeah, he's gonna make him work for it. But yeah, he's not getting an easy yeah. win. But I just don't. I don't know if uh, you're gonna have Juggernaut get defeated. Maybe we Rambi. could have him have Ram Man fight Juggernaut when it was the Jugger Duck and have there, oh, the there Jugger you go. Duck, the Jugger Duck. <laughs> it feels like no matter who you have in that armor, it's gonna. Yeah. Pretty, pretty tough. You I know? feel like they're going to start off pretty strong. Like we said, just getting you know, building up speed. Boing, boing, boing. I think, right. I think personally, I think that it would be like a long, like. Oh, yeah. I think couple, you're like two like days a, later. Right. Like two days are still going at it. I think it'd be a long fight. I think that the, <laughs> the upper hand would be the enchanted armor. Yes. But I think that would just that ongoing never stop drive of the juggernaut i think me personally and this and i do like Raymond. No, no, no. i think that i do think okay. that, i think that the juggernaut would probably end up getting it i think ram man dies yeah that's right. <laughs> yes. well, yep. i'm just imagining you said it'd be like a long drawn out like two-day fight i'm imagining them like coming at each other yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, let's you know, 200 paces out. Yeah. And they have to like, do it again. Boom. Hey, how you doing? And they start to know each other. Yeah. Like, exactly. You like football? Exactly. <laughs> they both have Jersey accents. So they're like, hey, where are you from? That's right. Yeah, there I'm you from go. the eighth mile. I'm from go. Eternia. <laughs> oh, is that a borough? Maybe, maybe they find out, yeah, they're they're uh, living in the same area as we can't fight. We're, right. we're yeah. best friends. No, we did that last one. We can't have them be friends yeah, I again. <laughs> I, 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 as much as I love Ram Man, I think he's basically a little overpowered at the end. Yeah, I, I just think that. I think he it's has an epic, enchanted armor. epic, epic battle. Yeah, but there's a giant crater where they were stood. But I think I think <laughs> Juggernaut's walking away from this right. one. But he like gives him respect. Yeah, he tips the bucket to him. That's right. Yeah. There you go. He's put a serious dent. There's a dent. Yeah. Oh, his armor's all jacked yeah, up. All jacked I think, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a bloody nose. I wonder if there's some fan art out there. Juggernaut versus Ram I mean, this Man. is what these podcasts yeah. are going to generate, yeah. is like Ram Man fighting. And then Man Arm comes over to Hill. He's like, I'm going to fix him up right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Robot Ram Man. Robot So Man in Arms is watching the battle, just eating popcorn. Like, oh, I can't wait to fix yeah, this. Yeah, he's like writing down notes. <laughs> like, I got this figured out. I'm going to do that dog face like I always wanted to do. Don't worry, Ram Man. I'll take care of you. And yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. Don't. I'd also like to see about somewhere in you know deep into day two of this battle, like they get pulled aside and put on like the, uh, the Alex Trebek episode of like Jeopardy with like yes. with Sean Connery, you know, the SNL. <laughs> with those two and Sean Connery. Oh, man. That's oh, like God. a lightning round to decide the winner. <laughs> battle of the Wits. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because in any of the iterations of Juggernaut that I that I read, there he's not known for his intelligence. That was right. that was his yeah. stepbrothers. Yeah. So I, I intellect level, him and Rammy might be pretty close. I was say yeah. they're not <laughs> 
So they're playing Trivial Pursuit. Nice. Could be a dead even. Stuff to ram for 400. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's funny. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, w? I, uh. I, I, I'm going to Eddie's boat. I'm going to give this to, uh, to the Juggernaut. I think he's going to, you know, crunch ramming. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my vote would be for Juggernaut. Juggernaut, all right. Okay. Well, you, the listener, decide. Who do you think and what funny ways they might battle each other? Ooh. Round three. The funniest. The headliner. This is uh, we left the we left the teaser for last. Oh man. So this one is going to be Moduloc on the He-Man side, and then Cootie. On the covert nerd side, which is a toy. So let's see. You guys went last, so I guess it's our turn. It's your turn. Okay. So Cootie is a toy created back way back. I didn't know it was this old. But I know. I thought it was like a 1960s thing. Me too. I thought maybe it was even 70s. 1948, created by William Shaper. Shaper? Maybe. Uh, Shatner. William Shatner. <laughs> his, his twin brother, Shaper. Cootie. This is Cootie. I must put the legs. <laughs> And it sold things. millions. Yeah. The first, even the first years, and it was made from wood. Of course. And I've got a it's picture of it in the and, booty. and lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> Had real teeth, baby teeth. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the add-on? Exactly. Yeah, it's the expansion was. pack. But it was made of wood, and it uh, it what, basically how to describe it is. You have all these parts, so you have kind of the main body, the head, you've got the legs and the antennas, and you roll the dice, and so the idea is if you roll a one, you get to put a head out. If you roll a two, you get to put a thorax out, I guess, for whatever you want to call it, and you've got eventually, whoever gets the whole cootie put together wins the game. Right. But I remember we had this in the early 80s, a plastic version of it. Yep. And we never did that. We just kind of put it in together in all sorts of different parts. And somebody I heard on a podcast related it to Mousetrap. Nobody rarely played Mousetrap how you're supposed to. You right. just put it together and, and let the guy jump in the pool. And, yeah. yeah, it was and, more of a toy than a game. Yeah, yeah, and so Cootie was kind of the same way. But I, we had it, the plastic version, like I said, which I think came out in 86. And it was sold, the company was sold to Milton Bradley at the time. So ours was a Milton Bradley version, I remember. Mm-hmm. That we had, and it went into the in 2003. The Cootie was named the Toy Industry Association's Century of Toys list. You know, wow. toys list everywhere. But uh, it was it's now part of Milton Bradley the way it looks now. And he was a in 1948. The guy that came up with it was a postman, and he came up with it because he looked at the fishing lures. And thought of how can we take how can I take these fishing lures that I'm making because he made his own fishing lures so that's you're diehard if you're making your own fishing exactly. lures right and how can I make this into a game and that's how he came up with it such an elitist right there oh okay. you buy your fishing lures whatever <laughs> yeah I made mine yeah <laughs> this um uh, this toy makes me so happy to be a child of the '80s where you know we had you know He-Man GI Joe Transformers I'm just imagining the kids of the '40s were like yeah. you get to roll a die. 
and put together a bug with a spiral tongue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's either that or play with this can. Yeah, hours of fun. That's right. <laughs> hours or, of fun. or get smallpox. That's a good or Billy, it's your role. Let me turn off the iron lung first. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not done making soap yet for the family. <laughs> 1940s. He was over oh, elbows. I remember we did play this game. We legit played it at my grandma's okay. house. You know when you're a kid and you're basically... this is Yeah, my grandma's again, house, yeah. You're held prisoner. That's right. basically what it is. Yeah. And this is totally an age thing. Because now, and this is where we get to be old men and talk about how it was different when we were kids. Right. But it oh, is. Man. These kids bring along these gosh darn cell phones with them. and <laughs> these things. things. Oh, man. And uh, but we didn't have that. We had no escape. Yeah. So and and rarely could you just bring something along. Your parents, my parents, were like, "No, you'll forget it." Leave That's it right. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to grandma's, and you were st stuck playing with the stuff she had. Yes. She yes. had broken toys yeah. and weird stuff, and she had a a game of cootie. Yeah. And it was it was from the '60s. It was a 1960s ish version version of it, and we legit played it. We'd roll the dice and do the thing. And what I figured out, even as a kid, was it's fun building the cootie. That's why it sucks to be the one who doesn't win the game. Because you're sitting here like with a cootie with one leg and a head on it, and you're like, mm. and you're so, rolling a three. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the notion of just build the dang thing, and then you. And we would play with them like like because once again, there really wasn't much option. Um, but yeah, I mean it was a fun game. But the, I mean once you've done it a couple of times, it's kind of like. You're done. done. There's not a whole lot of skill involved in that game either. No. It's literally just it's chance. Yeah. 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 So you tell Grandma, I'm done with cootie. She's like, well, let me see if Lawrence Welk is on. That's yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Church on TV. Yeah. So the, the shopper company, also Shaper, I pronounce it, he also made Ants in the Pants. Ants in the Pants. Yep. Don't spill the beans. Don't break the ice. Oh, wow. And then the company also did stompers. I don't know if you remember those stompers where you put the little battery in the 4x4 truck and it goes around this little track. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can change out the tires, put foam tires yeah, on, road tires great. on. Great. So he's on point there. Yeah. yeah, well, Ants in the Pants, I remember that one. And Don't Break the Ice, I think, was the other one. Yeah, so it's classic. You know, they pretty popular. Sold over 50 million games between 49 and 2005. And then they had the stompers. Why are we coming up with kids' games? I tell you what, we could. We're just, <laughs> we're just making these because all they're doing is churning out the same stuff we just bought uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego yeah. and Oregon Trail yeah. as like card games yeah. and the kids are like what is this this is amazing and I'm like yeah this is what I grew up on an <laughs> Apple computer and it was the, the, my life yes. yeah. you know yeah. you but, have dysentery that's right <laughs> as a matter of fact <laughs> I shelled out 20 US American dollars for a 1982 copy of Slapjack yes <laughs> isn't it, that hasn't showed up yet oh. Uh -oh. uh, it'll, it'll come. It's overseas. Yes. But, uh, it's coming but, across on boat. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the most epic edition of Slapjack I've ever seen, though. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> I think the cards have powers. It's worth too. every yeah. shilling you paid. Worth I was going to say, we're going to have to wear armor when you open up that Tuppence. box. Man, <laughs> goggles, <laughs> welder's mask. What happened to Eddie? He looked at uh, slap. I'm blind. I'm just. <laughs> it's it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, a cool game though. I mean, when you're a little kid, it's the the age range. I would say is you're looking at somewhere between oh, yeah. like four and like eight, seven or eight, and then yeah. you're done. Yeah. They also had giant cootie Ooh. and deluxe cootie, that which had just... six cooties instead of four. Giant oh. cootie could be really creepy. Yeah. That little twirly tongue always gave me the heebie-jeebies. Bugs. Literally can bug So this is sad, but I've never played 
ever in my life, Cootie, or played with this Say what? game or toy ever. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> at my grandma's house, it was uh, Racco and Root Beer Barrels. Racco? Racco, yeah. oh and, yeah. And like the, the yeah. Barrel of Monkeys. We had the Barrel, barrel of Monkeys yeah. at my grandma's house, too. Yeah, but Racco was a fun game. You can almost yeah. do a whole episode on games that your grandma had. Oh, man. Oh, That'd be man. fun, actually. There we go. We should do that. We should do that. Everybody games come at grandma's up house. Two, three games at grandma's house. We yeah. had Lincoln Logs. And Lincoln Logs. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Lincoln Logs. <laughs> like, look, I made a ski lodge. Look, I made a log cabin. Look, yeah. I made a fort. I mean, so, it was it. As, <laughs> as, a, gag, as a gag gift, everybody, for Eddie's birthday, everybody send him Lincoln Logs. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it because I hate it so much. It would be that weird matrix of love. He's like, good, it's for my fire pit. It's like when you get that gift from your grandma that you really don't like, but at Christmas time, you don't want to, you don't want to convey yeah. that to them. So, I love it! Oh, so dude. Good. I remember just, I remember being all, like, happy when I figured out how to make an effective roof. Because yeah. my, my roofs always sucked. And then I'm like, oh, but then what I realized is I'm building a real log cabin. Like, this is the real, like, I go outside and make a real one now. Just yeah. like, I know all this. I need pine tar, Grandma. <laughs> I need pine tar. Fun fact, Eddie, you'll like this since you're a Weird Al fan. Oh. If you watch the video, the Dare to be Stupid video, yeah. there's a little cootie. But that yep. does its yes. way across the, yep. yep. That's a cootie. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. And our our contribution, which is kind of appropriate. Yes. And you are the voice of this person, so I'm gonna. Let you I am not. He's his own voice. Well, I know what's well, true. I'm in the character. That's <laughs> I true. In the character. He does have his own voice. You he do our, our character of him. Yep. Yep. Who but is this? Modulock. <laughs> don't, don't be so excited. Spit <laughs> 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 yeah. No. So we need to. We need to. We probably should tell the listener a little bit of the love hate relationship. Yeah. So the backstory of Modulock with Mega. Anyways, so Modulock obviously Master of the Universe toy. Um, he was way late, He's late way, yeah. way four, Towards you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, he was part of the evil horde with Hordak and all that horde. stuff. Horde. And uh, <laughs> we always have to specify it. Um, the thing with Modulock was, is that it's a love and hate relationship, you know, with, with some people. We've had a couple people on our show. We've had a lot of listeners who have come in like, he's my favorite character. We're like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but ultimately, the, probably the one character that all three of us agree on on, on Mega that we dislike. Yeah, you know, our least favorite. Our least favorite yeah, would be yeah. Modulock, you know. And so Modulock as a toy, you know, he basically comes in, was it, 30... 36 pieces, I think. It's 36 pieces total. And uh, so he's got like two heads, a couple butts, a bunch of legs, arms, thoraxes, all this other stuff. Very modular, obviously. Yes. And uh, you can, his his whole concept is you, you put them together in like 518 million different forms. They were you know? saying, what, 10,000 combinations? Right. Something yeah. like it's that. It's something crazy. Which like is that. such a rip because they would like take one arm off. And yeah, like, like, look, there's number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, as a toy, as it stands, it's kind of cool. You know, I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, he had yeah. really bright colors, bright red and greens and yeah. all this other stuff. And he was kind of cool, you know. Um, but, like, just the story of him and then, like, especially on the filmation cartoon and everything. Again, don't want to bash the guy and anybody that really loves him. Kudos to you. You know, but we just never really got into Modulock. And so he's kind of turned into our punching bag <laughs> on this show. And, uh, man, we give him crap. But, you know, the more and more that we uh, we bring him into our, our uh, demise on the show, and so the more and more I'm starting to love the guy, you know. Well, but, it's uh, like, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's fun. We, 
the conversation, so much of this stuff comes from just conversations that you'll have. I mean, this is any, track any story people make, and it always starts with an initial conversation, our comic book that we're mm -hmm. hopeful that, you know. But uh, what, I, what we were talking about, I think it was even off mic at one point, when I was like, when you get that, there's a book out there called The Art of He-Man, and it goes into all these amazing concept sketches. You get to see Orko without his hat. They, like, it shows you all these cool ideas that they had either were going to implement or never really planned on it, but just it was nice to know it was there. And within all of that, they addressed a lot of things, and you got to see a lot of their design concepts for characters that ended up becoming a certain character or characters that never saw the light of day, but you could see their design process. And the conversation we had was, what design process did this come from? Like, there was just a bucket of extra legs and stuff like that. You should make that. Yeah, yeah. because on the show, we're like, yeah, a janitor sweeping, sweeping up. up the hey, that could be a guy. <laughs> it, all, right. it all randomly came together in some weird messed up shape. And he's like, hmm. Like cocaine fuel. That gives me an idea. It does make you think that maybe they got a, at their... Mexico plan or wherever yep. they screwed up on a design and they're like, well, we have a million of these pieces yep. What are we gonna do what with we them? Do. We can't ship them back Exactly, and the janitor's like, well, I used to play cootie at my grandma's house <laughs> Exactly, he's like, got it. Give that man a raise. You could play cootie with Modulock. You could. That's the thing. You could, you could literally buy a Modulock figure and just play cootie. It'd be an expensive game of cootie though because he is he is used. yeah, 30 yeah what's modulo going he's for now used he's 35 yeah it's on for 30 at that yeah, 30, the yeah 30 35 bucks yeah, yeah. just need to that's add a crazy dime. he's his <laughs> classics figure his classics figure which is like the more professional look or whatever you know the collector's uh figures if people aren't aware of what classics are the classics figure is cheaper than the vintage one yeah, and might. that's not the way it is with everything else no, everything no. else is like like i said so like ram man yeah is upwards of 150 bucks on the classics Line. He can get him for five bucks at a toy store. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but Modulock, he's 35, 30, 35, and, and and as the classics, like the most I've ever seen him is twenty five. So it's like, mm. I mean, this is where like he's definitely a. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's this way with anything. There's going to be people who like a character because either they just like it and it's right. different and weird. Yeah. Or I sometimes I swear there's people who do the contrarian thing. It's like since nobody likes that character, they're like, I like that one. Right. You know, but I don't want to. My brother him. though, he he loved was, him. He loved him. He loved yeah. Modulock. He got him, and he thought that he was super cool. He got all the horde guys. Yes. And, and uh, he just loved them all. You know, and he was like, and I remember <laughs> our show. He's on our Triclops episode, and like obviously he hadn't listened to our no. show before when we had him on, and. And so he's like, you know that one guy I really, really liked? And I'm like, who's that? And he's like, oh, that Modulock guy. And I'm like, you're going to be so disappointed because we give that guy a lot of trash. You but know? but the, in, in all honesty, you could play a game of cootie with him. Oh, yeah. Could. So you, you, you get a die and you Gosh, I want to do this now. We need to do that. Mega cootie. Oh. We could probably need two. At least yeah, you have two. To have, well, yeah, you have to have one for everybody and yeah. then and yeah. the parts for everybody. But there's enough parts. But there if you is. have two modulos, you could play a game oh, of cootie. Oh, man. This yeah. is fun, though. we got to do that. Mega <laughs> modulos. Should we get the robot one, too? What was he called? He was... Mega, uh, Me Megabot? No. Megabot. Multibot. Multibot. Multibot, yep. yeah. 
He was bad too. He was bad. Yeah. I thought in the yeah. yin yang of He Man, they would try to make another segment than one for the. You're right. They guys. didn't, did they? No. 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 What's on the storyline? Back to Modulok. Is is he a scientist? So, right. Yeah. So he started off as like a human scientist, and so basically, well, I'm trying to remember. So through filmation, that's how it was. Yeah. He was a human scientist, or not human, I guess, but human a noise. person, whatever you want to call him, because I don't know if they're called humans on the planet, but um, so he was a human esque. You know, uh, scientist on Eternia, on Eternia, okay. right? And so, but he wanted to be bad, and so he was always trying to impress like Skeletor and stuff like that. And so, because Skeletor would use him to do things, and then so he was like, "Well, I want to be a part of your clan." You know, I want to be like Beast Man. Also, so he essentially made himself, you know, into uh -huh. what he is. And so okay. he just kept like redesigning himself and adding things to him to become you know, more and more powerful scientist slash villain. Okay. And, uh, but Skeletor was never, never, like, t took it up on it. <laughs> you can't make someone love you. Nope, that's if <laughs> we learned anything. He's not that into you. No, he's not. And, like, so one of my favorite quotes of all the filmation You episodes, say it now. I say it now. You say it's it at work, randomly. I totally do it. It's, uh, he, he's, like, there's a screenshot of, of, of Moduloc, like, trying to work. At a terminal. At a terminal. With his freaky crab hands. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so he's trying to talk, talk Skeletor into letting him on the team. Team, essentially he's like he's like but why won't you let me come on your team there Skeletor I'd like to be on your team he's like because you're a weak scientist and you might be a weak villain you're right is I'm like oh my gosh so like if I ever 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 meet Alan Oppenheimer who does the voice for Skeletor I will pay him a thousand dollars to say that to me, <laughs> and I'll hug him and never let go. But I love that line so, so much. Yeah, so good. And that was from the filmation. From right? filmation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but he was just such a weird dude on the filmation stuff. And like another another thing that I loved about him on the show was like again he was just all these body parts you know yeah. and stuff. So there's this one episode where he's in this forest and he's trying to listen in on these kids and what they're saying a ways away. So he bonks his head three times to make his ear grow. He goes boop 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 and then <laughs> so every time he hits it his ear grows up. He's like what? You know? <laughs> oh my god. He was just such an atrocious weird character. So he's yeah. a scientist that tried to improve himself. So he thought I'm gonna give myself claw hands. As an improvement, yeah, he, but that was one of his hands. Yeah, he, had, he, had, yeah. he had normal hands too. He had fingered yeah. hands. Oh, that's right. He had claw four, hands. Four legs, two yeah, legs, hands two heads. Them for some reason. Yeah, he was he was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. oh I my think gosh. I'm going to give my butt a voice. That's right. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> there was the, the one comic, comic book. book. Yes, yeah. he's in three different parts. Lock and his butt has the last yep. syllable. Lock. Lock. That's me. I remember reading the comic because my brother had Modulock. Yeah, I read it. I thought it was an okay comic, but. Sure, oh yeah. Well, oh, again, that was towards the end. But it's towards really, the end, yeah. yeah they're really throwing, yeah. throwing everything He's at the in the Injustice versus Masters of the Universe, and I should should get the clip, but there's a clip or a panel in there where Triclops comes in, and Modulok is trying to usurp his authority, and Triclops in and says, you idiot, nobody listens to you. Nice. <laughs> I don't remember no! this. I got, it's this something is to that effect. Is yeah, a, it's the new one. It's the Injustice versus... I gotta look at mine because we have all the ones. I was cruising through so Triclops comes though. in and says yeah. something to that effect, like, don't listen to that idiot. That's oh, man. <laughs> yes. I gotta it's get that tough. tattooed. It's tough. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to wham on people. We, we just... Right. I remember being a kid, and mostly, like, we accepted a lot of stuff uh, uh, in the 80s, especially, because, like... 
it still really wasn't a lot to choose from. Like, you weren't, no. like, when we got the He-Man movie, it was like, that's it. You knew you weren't getting another one. Like, I knew it in my bones. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is never happening again. Right, and, right. And even with the Superman movie, I, mean, I walked out of the last, the number four, being like, that kind of sucked, but it was still good. That's right. <laughs> it's better than nothing. And so with Modulock, like, even a still, I remember being like, I just don't love this guy. <laughs> it just, uh, um, I loved the monsters, and I loved, like, where they were going with certain figures. Like, we yeah. talked about the Horde. The Horde, it's yeah. so many great Horde yep. uh, figures. I mean, uh, my favorite is Grizzlor. Grizzlor, but, yeah. but, um, but, but they're so good. Every single one of them was, like, Leech and Grizzlor. Yeah, they were so yeah, the unique. De- the detail yeah. on the Horde was Better than yeah, the, the Oh yeah, yeah. they're just such you bright, can tell vibrant colors. Their game towards yeah. the yeah. end, yeah. trying to, trying to. Yeah. And to me, Modulox seemed like they had given up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, that's right. Give them eighty legs. It was either that, or it was like they hired somebody that was like family. They're like, ah, uh, we gotta let Jimmy create a character. <laughs> My son-in-law's a loser. Got some ideas. That's exactly right. What do you think, Jimmy? Well, I got this idea. I got two hands and a butt that talks. He's got sixteen legs. He's, got the... He's on the cocaine. You Way know, too much. You know how Jimmy has got two legs. Yeah, let's give a guy eight legs. Eight legs. <laughs> You know, there's spiders having legs. It's like this, is, this kid just comes in like, ah, nah, yeah, nah, and just like rambling on. It's like, got to okay, be the son-in-law of one of the spiders. Right. I agree. Right. All like, the no, shore comes in. All the boardroom guys are like clapping like, yeah, good job. That's a great idea, <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah. the son-in-law of the CEO or something. That's like, right. We got to pretend like we like him. I love my daughter. What can I say? I mean, the same people brought you the uh, the slime pit, which is so great. Right. And then you, anyway, whatever. But again, I mean, there's lots of people who, it's literally their favorite character yeah so again we're not gonna wham on him like that because i get it i get it he's very interesting i love ram lots of cool he's got lots of cool uh colors and everything he's a he's a cool character and his weapon was the double barreled laser yep that his hand (laughs) (laughs) if i put my hand underneath my leg you know but if if my foot holds it and they rest it on my shoulder coming on my hip real blast looks at him like let me help you out here that's right here there's a lot of he's like you got all these hands milko I remember on the toy to make it fit his hands, like then like the handles were like really long. They were, yeah. Yeah. it was like this freakishly looking. I don't even know what it looked like—a waffle iron with like sticks to it. Yeah, yeah. Like a waffle iron with an old '80s VHS camera with a broom handle at the bottom. That's right. I'm good. So I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's like, who gave you that gun? That's right. <laughs> Did. Did we uh, get into his or Yeah, yeah, we yeah. He's a scientist. Was his name always Modulok? No, 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 I don't remember his name. It was Doctor something. Uh, he was a doctor. He was a scientist, but I don't Dr. remember. Locke. Dr. Locke. Dr. Locke, yeah. It was something with that. It was something, like, it was a play on, like, they always did. Dr. Modulus. 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 Mod. That's Dr. right. Mod. But, but, you know, now they have to, now we have to have them fight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do battle? Let's let them do battle. But what do you can think anybody happens? really win with this one? <laughs> <laughs> Is a winner? It's all a loss. We're just joking. I um, think the, the idea we came up with is so they're in the arena. You got yep. the crowd of twenty thousand people. Fight, fans. Fight, 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 fight. So one comes out one side, one comes out the other, and then all of a sudden, they boom! Or we thought, 
that they, they all of a sudden they look at each other and then Barry White comes in the background like oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the heart, hearts in their eyes and everybody's like let's make <laughs> it up covering their kids' faces <laughs> don't watch this Billy and then you guys oh, have man. you got multi-bot up there like I thought you loved me <laughs> I feel so betrayed <laughs> I feel so betrayed you don't have a heart that's amazing I have and then four you, of them and then you see like four years later they have little babies Little cootie parts put together. There's a cootie with like a, a arm coming out of its forehead. <laughs> oh, one with the curly proboscis oh tongue. The face he only has two tongues for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the face only a mother could love. Oh my gosh. It, it, oh. It, the, the camera pans out. It's like that painting from Family Ties. But yeah. It's like yes. Luck and a little tight. His butt, a little butt with a baby bonnet on it. <laughs> You gotta have the puns with "Give me a hand" and then yes. a hand. Yes. <laughs> Go help your dad in the yard. <laughs> Give me a hand with this, son. Here you go, dad. Hold the flashlight. <laughs> He's holding it with his proboscis tongue. <laughs> no, oh, I think gross. I think there's no fighting here. It's all yeah. it's all it's almost that Valentine's Day. First sight. I think you're right. I think they they think it's gonna be this big epic battle, and then like you said, it's just like. Boom, spotlights come on and just turns into like this big love scene. People are running out of the stadium like, no, like covering children's eyes, covering yeah. yeah. their own eyes. My eyes! Burning eyes. That's, yeah, I'm just picturing like, all home. these arms and cootie legs and everything just mixed in this huge pile of parts writhing around. This is rated X from the RoboCop review board. is like, oh my. Oh, Sweet. Take notes. <laughs> you do at, the, at the beginning, you know how in WWE they have to walk to the arena and, and Modulok's just all real tough and he's going to go take him out and then he right. gets out. And he's like, high-fiving oh. himself. Yeah, high-fiving himself and then yeah. he gets oh. out. And just... <laughs> just a little, cur- little curly proboscis is wrapped around things that you don't want to see. <laughs> oh, no. I did picture him having those like 80s sunglasses with the shutters and he, he takes them off. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Pretentious. You can do so much better than Cootie. <laughs> Cootie can't even talk. It's just like this bug. I do like the multi bot as part of the love triangle. He's yes. always trying to break them up. Oh, <laughs> love me. You said you love me. Oh my gosh. I think I think we have a, a, a love match. That's right. Yeah. I do. Love connection. <laughs> oh man, that's good. There's another skit. <sighs> you can do why you should date Modulock. He's on oh. a dating game. Oh, that'd be great. Cootie's there. Cootie's the one trying to. Yeah, yeah, she's a girl. And Modulock is one of the contestants. It's like He Man, Triclops, and and Modulock. And Cootie is the one trying to pick. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, seriously. (laughs) Why did he pick anybody else? What would be so good is that, like, He Man and, like, uh, Triclops both are like, oh, we got to pull it there. He's like, over the moon. The most beautiful thing in the world. My seven hearts. 
surface. Slithery. <laughs> I'm breathing through my ventricles in my chest. I can't keep up. I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> I'm also seeing like Modulot coming to pick up Cootie for a date. You know, the door opens and it's just the butt there. Right. <laughs> Sorry, you guys had to work. They took it off. You get just the butt tonight. Right. We're not made of money. I'm sorry. You're going out with me. <laughs> Cootie's dad oh. is like, I can't believe you're going out with him. That's right. He's a giant Cootie. He's, he's, yeah, he's a giant Cootie. Like, I raced her better than this. <laughs> All oh, right. That was awesome, guys. So who, as a listener... Who do you think should win, or or what would they do on a date? There's so That's many right. questions. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> they go see all the movies. That's right. Uh, Cootie leaves an eye in one theater. <laughs> they like go on like Fandango. They just reserve every seat. <laughs> all our parts. <laughs> it's so expensive to go to the movies. Picture gets like Gremlins, but it's all Modulox arms and legs in all the different seats. We bought out the theater. Like, we got free refills of the popcorn, right? <laughs> oh man, this is so oh, the torso, oh. the torso in row three once more popped. <laughs> How was it eating? Oh, that's uh, good. I'll have to make sure we put pictures in the show notes so you guys can also yes. know what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, I think the times. listener wins on this one. I oh, think so. yeah. I think, yeah. So. I think we had, won. That yeah. was a blast. Hopefully you had Modulock and Cootie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fall in love. That's what Grandma needs. That's right. That's right. Oh, All right. Well, hey, guys, it was a blast. So thanks yeah, for doing this. We'll have to do another one. Yeah. This oh, yeah. Pick round some one. Two characters yep. and yep. pit them against... There's so many out there. So oh, yeah. Hundreds. We keep this going. Oh, my gosh. So, cool. Yeah, high fives. High fives. High fives all around. High fives. So, Bert, high fives. Bird, death march. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Four yes. nerds enter, four nerds Just leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode. I appreciate Jeff and Eddie and Lee for all coming on the podcast. It was a blast. And I hope we can do it again. Please go to covertnerd.net for all the show note details, and you can get in touch with the mega guys. And thank you for listening. Till next time, nerd it up.